We are learning Daf Samachtal. We're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom, Samachimol Mbiz. So the Mishnah speaks about a case. Ha'isha Sha'amra is Kabbalagiti. So the Isha, the wife, told someone, I want you to be Makabal get for me. And uh, remember, Kabbalah also again means that as soon as it gets to the Shleah's hands already, then the, uh, the Gerishin is how. That's what the woman gave as instructions to someone. And the Mishnah doesn't speak this out, but the point is, the Shleah Kabbalah is then on the same page. He tells us, yeah, 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 that, that, that's what happened. Now, if later on she wants to prove that she's divorced, she doesn't have the get in her hands. How is she going to prove that she's divorced? Again, the whole thing happened that the, the get was given to her agent. As soon as it went to her shleach Kabbalah, the Gerishin was ha right away. So if she needs later on proof in front of Basin that she was divorced, what proof does she have? Usually, a woman comes to a town, we know she was married, we say, okay, well, where's your get? The get will prove that you, were, that you had a divorce. But here, she doesn't have that. So she doesn't have that. So what, what's she going to need? The mission is addressing, what does she need to prove that the Gerishin occurred? So she's going to need two pairs of witnesses to prove. We're going to need two witnesses who say that, that, that there was a of Kabbalah, meaning two witnesses who heard the woman appoint this person as a shliach Kabbalah in front of them. So they know, talk about this person was a shliach Kabbalah. And then we need two witnesses to say, yeah, we saw that the get was given over to this person in our presence, and now he tore it. Now the implication is like, first of all, that the get is torn, and that it was, was like supposed to be torn. So the Gemara is going to jump all over that. Why is this get torn up in the third person's Rishos? And what exactly are the role of the witnesses who saw that it was accepted but torn off? So we'll see about that in the, in the Gemara. But the essential point here, we'll see minus that detail of it being torn, the essential point is that you need to build absolute edos on the fact that this person was a shliach kabbalah and you also need edos to know that the shliach kabbalah was makabalakad. Otherwise, she doesn't have sufficient proof to say that she is divorced. And what does that come from? This comes from the principle of the Eindavash of Arab Apachos Mishnayim. Normally, when we say that to, for, to have edos that affects divorce, we learn, it says, in the context of divorce. It says, by so therefore we say just as by a moment you need two witnesses, so too to establish that a divorce occurred, to establish a, a, a switch in the Dover Shabarva, where two witnesses are required. So here to establish it, it's not enough without, without, with, with just one of the components. Knowing that this person is enough and knowing, knowing that he accepted is not enough. You need both together. You need to know that he was a Shleach from the woman and that in fact he accepted the get. So therefore you need these witnesses to testify on both accounts. Now you don't need four people, two different sets of witnesses. The same two people could theoretically be witnesses on both points. They could testify that they, that they saw the woman be Maman and this person is Sheikh Kabbalah. And they could also testify that they saw the Sheikh Kabbalah accepted. The point is that you need both. Oh, or you could have one witness from, from each pair. That, uh, in other words, one, from, one, test, one witness who testified that, that he was a Sheikh Kabbalah and one witness who testifies that he accepted it and then it got ripped. And then have a third person who combines with each of them, who knows about both points, that would also be accepted. So the point is that we end up having two Adim on both points. How exactly mixing, matching, four different people, three different people, two different people, it doesn't really matter. All right, so now we start with a case, which is not the Mishnah, then we're going to come back and relate to the Mishnah. Itmar, what happens if a dispute, if you notice in the Mishnah, the husband wasn't involved, right? The husband was not, was not involved here. It didn't seem like he was disputing anything, but we just still simply needed to establish with two valid kosher witnesses that the divorce occurred. But what happens when, a, when someone's holding something and there's a dispute that breaks out about what exactly the nature of his holding is? Itmar, there's a get that's currently being held by a third party. And the Baal says, the reason you're holding that get 
is it, yeah, that's my guy with my name, Ushma and everything, but I gave it to you as a deposit. I wasn't sure yet what I wanted to do. I was going out of town, so I gave it to you as a deposit. It's not Bakalal that I made you a shliach and that you're supposed to affect Gerishin Bakhule. You were supposed to hold it as a deposit. The third party says, no, the husband gave it for the purpose of divorce, meaning what he's saying is that I'm really a shliach al-Kabbalah for the wife, and you gave it to me with that understanding that I was a shliach al-Kabbalah, and therefore, as soon as I received the get, uh, the, there was a chalais of gerishim. Me, Naman, who is believed? Interesting, Shiloh, who is believed? Rav Huna Amar Baal Naman, Rav Chista Amar Shlish Naman. According to Rav Huna, the Baal is Naman. According to Rav Chista, the third party is Naman. Now, there's a whole Shiloh here. Even if you say there's Naamanos, but what happened to the dinner of Ain Dabashav Mishnah? So the Gemara seems to be trying to like figuring out because it's a contradiction. But what about another point? What about the fact that we need witnesses? So so it's like an interesting Kiddish that Pasha you learned that the, the Shlish is still going to need it. He's still going to need it. But nonetheless, there's still a view that 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 the, that, that 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 we know that it's a lie because of the fact that the husband contradicted it. Why would you say that? Rafuno said that the husband is believed. Were it to be that he gave it to the get for the purposes of divorce, then it would make no sense that he gave it to him. Obviously, if he wanted to divorce, he would have just given it directly to his wife, not to a third party. Meaning the very fact that it's by a third party proves that it was a deposit. Now, obviously, Tyson says, what does that mean? We have, how many cases did we not learn of a woman being Milana Shlech Kabbalah? What's the Gemara saying now? That from the sociological point, it makes no sense that people are giving their gittin through, through third parties as opposed to giving to the wives themselves. That what happened, did we like not have a bunch of cases that it seems that that's a normal thing? So Tysus explains that it all depends on the proximity, on the location, how far the husband is for the wife. If the husband and wife are living together, or they live down the block, or Tysus even seems to entertain, even if they're in the same town, that's where it makes no sense that he would give it to a third party to accept for the wife as opposed to giving her to her directly. Whereas uh, a lot of the cases that we learned about Shlech Kabbalah would be when there's distance. So our Gemara is specifically when there's no distance. They're right together. So therefore it makes that the, the third party story becomes incredulous. It's very difficult to believe such a thing. How could it be that the husband gave it to him to affect the divorce as opposed to giving it to her himself? So that's why we're not going to believe the third party story. No, the third party could believe. The husband trusted him when he gave him the get. In other words, he puts himself in a vulnerable position by giving the get to the third party. Why? Because Lamaisa, he could, he could be a bad, a bad double cross him as an agent. What could he do? He could go give it to the get against, uh, to, to the wife against what the husband would want it. And that, now she could have at any point, Taina, look, I'm divorced. I can prove I'm divorced. So if there really wanted to be a bad scheme going on, the second he gives the get to the third party, the third party could do that to him. The third party could, in collusion with the, third, with the wife, and mess up the husband. And so, but the very fact that you give it to a third party, that means that by definition you trust. And therefore, if a dispute comes between you and the third party, that means that, um, that, that he must resolve that, 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 that he was giving it for the purpose of divorce. Because if you really were doing it for a deposit, it just it wouldn't be safe. You'd be left in such a vulnerable position, then, then it wouldn't make sense. It's a very interesting svar that the Gemara is saying. The fact that you'd be left in a vulnerable position where he could do the wrong thing and double-cross you, that means that there's a resolve in your hands that it's okay, but I'm giving it for divorce, which, is, which seems to be what the Gemara is saying. From the price. So the price says, When someone admits to something, it's like a hundred witnesses admitting. That's based upon a Pasuka, that when a Baldover admits to something, he is Chayim. Uh, a third party is trusted more than whenever, even against both of the parties involved. Let's say there's different claims, you know, of what happened. But a third, the third party gives his version, then what's the din? The third party is always believed. Let's say, for example, there's someone who gives money to a third party. 
Now the guy who gave the money is claiming I gave it as a deposit. And, and, and there's, a third, there's, there, there's someone else who's saying, no, you gave it to him to be zoichen it for me. Right? Imagine you have such a, like a lender, like a Malva Lova situation. The Malva is claiming that you gave it to the third party to be zoichen it for me on my behalf. And, and the Lova is saying, what are you talking about? I gave that money as a deposit to the third party to watch for me. And now, who do you believe? The Shlish. You always believe the, the third party. Whatever he says, he settles it. Whatever he said, that's the authoritative word, and we, we move on based upon that. So, so this is against Ravuna. Ravuna is saying that the third party does not establish the status of the get. Here we see a third party establishes the status of the money. Says the Gemara, no, money is different than get. Shani, Money can be forgiven. There's a concept of machila. Therefore, Rashi, The fact that you make yourself vulnerable by giving something over to a third party, there's an implicit machila that you're going to trust this person, and if it's different, then you're mocha on what it is. So basically, the reason you trust it is because it, it's, a, it's a thing where even if he is lying, hypothetically, the shlish is hypothetically lying, it's still correct that we should do what he says because everyone knew about that possibility from the outset, and therefore we say that the, that the, the person who gave it to him, the giver gave it to him, was we really being mocha. However, in the case of a get, there's no, there's no concept of, 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 of mechila. So if it's not true, it's not true. If it's not true that he gave it to him to be to affect the get, he gave it to him as a deposit, then, then then there's no divorce. It's not a question. We can't just believe it if it's a possibility. It's not true. It says the Gemara There's a price that says, and the same thing that a third party is believed is also by Gitin. So we see that's pretty clear. It says the Gemara force pshat gite mamun. Sometimes a get can just mean a document. So it doesn't necessarily mean a bill of divorce. So, so we're talking about a document that was a monetary thing where we could say the same svar of Yisyavu Mechila. Says the Gemara, but there's another Brisa that says so too for a document. So we have one Brisa that says documents, one Brisa that says Gitin. So obviously the Brisa that says Gitin means bills of divorce. Says the Gemara, where the two Brises taught together, they were taught they're separate Brises. So therefore both could be referring to um, monetary documents where you have the Surah of Yisav al-Mechila, but they're just referring to it in different ways. One Brise referred to it as a get, one Brise referred to it as a star. But in Achanami, in regard to Gite uh, Nashim, bills of divorce, maybe the Shlish is not Nema. Okay, so we have a dispute of a Shlish is Nema. So now we go back to our Mishnah, and the truth is it's going to sound like we're asking Akasha on the opinions we just said, but it's important that Hronim note that the real flow of the Sugya is just that it was a bit of a tangent to discuss that story that the Shlish has a Nema, uh, maybe perhaps even over the husband. But now we're going to get to a direct question, which is really on everybody. How do we understand the scenario of our mission? So we go back to our mission. What did we learn in the mission? The husband's not disputing anything. There's a third party who's currently, who's currently holding a get. The woman is explaining to us, maybe even the husband's on the same page, that what happened was that this guy was a shleach Kabbalah. And he accepted the get. Now it's ripped up, but there was a chalais gerishin already. What did the Mishnah say? No, we, it's not enough. We need to bring real Adam who saw that this person was authorized to be a shliach kabbalah, and then we need to aid him to know that he, that he accepted the get. Frank the Gemara, why don't we just believe the third party? And the, 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 there's really, again, let's go on both points. We should believe him that he is a shliach kabbalah, and we should believe him that he was makabal again. So what's the pshat in this? What's, what's the question? Why should we believe him? So it seems... That, that, that I mean, this is not so simple, it's Rashi and Taisus, all of it together, but it seems that the Kasha is that it should be based upon the Yisoyed of Migu. What's the Yisoyed of Migu? Lamaisa, he's holding the get here. Right? Actually, uh, the third party was, was holding the get. The Gemara's going to soon point out that it's a ripped get, but okay, that's already the Gemara's answer. At this point, he's holding the get. So if you really wanted to lie and, uh, and, and get her divorce, with, that's the main objective that you have, you would be a simpler way of lying than saying you were Shliach Kabbalah. You would simply give the get over to the wife, 
And by doing that, you would be able to lie and move on. So therefore, he has not, there's nothing to gain by lying and saying he's a shliach l'kavalah. So therefore, we could assume that he is telling the truth. That's the basis for the Gemara's question. Again, it's not really a direct continuation of the Gemara. It's not a kasha on what we just said, that the Mishosh is never necessarily. Here, he has a really strong migu. If he was not a shliach l'kavalah and he's holding the get, why did he just give it over to the wife? And the second part, to know that he actually accepted the get from the husband, L'chaira, this is a question that's somewhat based upon the Gemara earlier, but it's, it's a kasha on everybody. Here, funda- fundamentally, we saw in the last Gemara that there's an amonis from the third party. Elamai. We had a machlokas in the Gemara earlier. If the Baal's namanas can trump it, who's stronger, the husband or the shlish? But here, the Baal's on the same page. So there's no reason not to have an amonis for the third party. So to have an M on is that he is a shliach like Kabbalah, that should come from the fact that he has a migu, that he could say, oh, that, that, he, that he could have just given the get to the wife and that would have affected it. And the fact that he should be Nehmet said he accepted it, that's a question based upon the Gemara earlier. We saw in the Gemara earlier that we trust a third party. Yes, there was a dispute if you trust him over the husband, but the husband here is not disagreeing with the story, so why can't we believe the third husband that the husband actually gave him the get? Well, I don't want to believe the third party that the husband actually gave him the get. So the Gemara responds, you know what the issue is? The whole premise of what you're saying is flawed. The whole premise was, if he's looking to lie, why didn't he just give the get to the wife? And therefore, it's a migu that he's believed. He has a migu that he's believed that he's a shleach Kabbalah. That's not a good point. Is the get in his hand in an untorn way that we could believe him? The get's ripped up currently. Remember, in the mission of the get is ripped. So what's the whole migu? If you want to lie, just give the get to the wife. That's a horrible migu because the get is ripped. You won't be able to do anything with it. The get is currently ripped. So that's why we can't believe him that he's the wife's agent. Because he doesn't have a migu that if he was lying, he could just give her the get. The get is currently ripped. Therefore, we need good testimony that in fact he is the shliach l'kabal. Says the Gemara, okay, that explains taka tenach amra. That's why we need witnesses to confirm that this person is a shliach l'kabal because he doesn't have a migu. Fine, we accept that. But kibul lamali, why is it necessary for her to bring witnesses that the third party received the get? Lamaisa, the get is in his hands. It's ripped up. But the get is in his third party's hand. So once we know he is the shleach of Kabbalah and he is holding it, why isn't that itself proof? Why isn't that that itself proof that that, that he accepted? Why do we need more edim on the that witnessed it that witnessed it going over? This throws us back into previous things in the Masechta, but we learn that our mission is going like the das of Rabbi Eliezer, who say that a divorce is only affected when the witnesses were there. Meaning, let's say that you have a star and it's got everything is good. According to Rabbi Eliezer, it doesn't necessarily need signatures. Why? I where's the chalais of the edus on the ma'isagirshin? It says Rabbi Eliezer it could be externally two witnesses who will witness, who will see that the get is being being given over to the wife. So that's what we need here. There was no there was no edus in the get itself. We're not talking about an edus that had edim, uh, a star that had edim on it. So therefore, we need the two witnesses pushed as the edim is here. So it's not a question of trust. It's not a question of otherwise we think he's lying. That's not the issue. How do we know it was given to him? But if it would be given, a, 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 a get that doesn't have Edom is given to, is given to the Shlech Kabbalah and there's no witnesses who were there, Bishas the Gershin, then it wouldn't be Chao. So that's why we need the witnesses who were there, Pashat, to, to know that, to, 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 to confirm for us, to fulfill for us the Edom on the Maisa Gershin. Says the Gemara, finally, Kara Lomali. What's this idea with the get being ripped? It's like Masha, like he was supposed to rip it. Oh, we saw him taking a rip it up. Says the Gemara, we're talking about the time when the government didn't let the people keep halacha. So they actually had to rip it up because of their safety. If you would be caught with a get, you could get in big trouble. It was unsafe to be holding a get. So that's why that was the practice. So Shlech would get it and he would rip it up. So after all is said and done, the Mishnah was saying that we need Edom the Yizah Shleach Kabbalah because since it's ripped, he doesn't have a Migu. We need Edos that, that he was Makabal to get Pashat out to Edom Asir Karti. 
That's the scenario of our Mishnah. That previously we had a discussion where, where, where there was a dispute that broke out between the Baal and the third party. Then there's a machlokas, which one is Neman over who? Says the Gemara back to originally Rafuna's statement. Amar Rav, Moder Rafuna, Rafuna agrees. The Amar Ihi, if the wife said the Amar Lishlish that the third party told me to Ligerish Navila that the husband gave him the get for divorce, Mahemna she is believed. So it sounds like we're saying even if you hold the husband's belief over the third party, but if the wife chimes in that the third party told her that he's a Shliach LeKabbalah, then uh, then she's believed. So the Gemara says, why does that make any sense? The wife is just quoting the third party. If the third party would say, according to Rav Huna, he wouldn't have believed over the husband. So now since the wife is quoting him, she, she, then she should believe over the husband. That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara, therefore, changes the statement. Eli Amra, what happens is if the wife said, she doesn't quote the third party. She said, I'm telling you, my husband gave the get to the third party in my presence to divorce me. Then she is believed. Why? Because here she's making a claim that, that she herself, not quoting anyone, she's making a claim herself. She says, I was there when my husband gave it over to the third party for divorce. So she could have said, if she wanted to lie, the husband gave the get directly to her for the purposes of divorce. Now, obviously, for that to work, she's going to have to be get the third party to give her the... Uh, to, to give her the get. But the point is that if she was coming to lie and, and show that she's divorced, so she has a migu here. She could, have, she could have asked the third party for the get before coming to court, and then she could claim, I directly received this from my husband. She could theoretically have done such a thing. Therefore, even if she didn't do that, and instead she, she, she left the, thir- the get by the third party and instead claimed that I was there when the husband gave it to the third party, so Taka, she would be Neman. Very, very interesting case. And that's different than the case of Rafuna. Rafuna's case, the third party who's claiming he received the get for the purpose of divorce, he doesn't have any migu. There's no way that he has a migu to do that. What's he going to do? What's he gonna, what, how, how is he possibly going, going, to, going, to, going to establish the wife as a divorced woman? Uh, but, but, but otherwise, what's he going to say? Maybe he's going to say, oh, maybe he'll give her the get and establish it. Who said she wants to be divorced? In our case, the wife is coming and claiming she's divorced. So we're saying, by saying, oh, I saw, I saw the husband give it to, give it to my shuliach Kabbalah. The wife clearly wants to be divorced. So if she's lying, she could have done easier. She could have asked the, 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 the third party for the get, showed up in court and said, I'm divorced. So therefore, she has a migu, we know she's believed. But in the other case, where the shliach is the one who's trying to establish she's divorced, and, and, and we don't necessarily know that he, would be, that he would be able to get the wife on board, give her the get, and show, oh, okay, look, she's divorced. So therefore, he has no migu. You're just trying, you're still trying to trust the third party. So that's the dispute. One opinion says that we don't, uh, that we don't believe the third party. What's the, what's the case here, though? Like what case would you need a third party if the wife is there? Look at me. She, he, 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 the get could have been given to her, but he was, she was saying, so I saw it. But uh, my husband gave it to Sheikh Allah. Maybe, you know, there was a Sheikh Kabbalah. She didn't, they didn't know I was coming back in town, whatever it was. But she, she says, I, I was the one who saw it. All right, says the Gemara, another case. The husband claims that he gave the get to the third party to divorce, to deliver a get. The third party also says the husband gave it to him for the purposes of divorce. She says, the third party gave me the get. But you know what happened? It was lost. So here we have a different issue. What's the issue here? The issue is we have no get. Everyone's on board. Everyone's saying the same thing. The husband saying he gave a get to the shliach. The shliach saying I had a get I was supposed to give. The, the wife saying she was makabal to get. But we have one problem. There's no get. So it's very different than anything we learned until now. Until now, we've been assuming that the get was there. I think it was maybe ripped up. But here, there was no, there's no get bechlau. So the question is, could we trust these people? We cannot. You can't believe these people. And just to explain, even though you have three people, but they're all balik 
These aren't people who are good aid. You need two credible witnesses. These aren't witnesses. We can't believe any of this. We don't have the get. We need aidus that there was a get. So why? Why don't we leave the third party? The husband gave him the get to deliver and that he in fact did it. Why is that? It seems that we're trying to say that he has the migu. He has nothing to gain by lying because, because, because the, cha- the husband is not, is not challenging anything. So we're trying to say over here that there should be a miku, but the obvious answer is there's no get, right? It's a little bit hard to even know what the Gemara is thinking. What's the miku? The husband's not challenging it, so why don't you just give her the get? Because that's the whole point. The get's gone. We lost the get. So there's no nemanus of miku. The third party it doesn't have an untorn in his hand that we should believe him. He's not holding the get. Therefore, there's no, no reason to believe him. Why don't we believe the husband? If a husband says, I divorced my wife, we say, we say there's an M on it. He could divorce his wife at any, at any time. So if he says, I divorced, we have no reason to think he's lying. So all these things should circumvent the need for Adam, right? What do you mean, Dabash We know it's true. The husband claims he divorced her. He could have just, just do it. Says the Gemara, that's true. If husband says he divorced, but here he didn't say that. Did he say he divorced? No, he just said he gave the get to the shliach for, to deliver. He, never, he doesn't know if the shliach delivered it. So if a husband says, I divorced my wife, you're right. That's great. You don't need witnesses. But here he's not even saying that. He's just saying, I gave the get to the agent to give. So we don't know that that's good. Says the Gemara, but if we know to trust the husband that he gave it to Shleach for a get. And the only question is if the Shleach fulfilled the mission. Why don't we work with the Chazaka? There's a Chazaka out in Shas that when you give something to a Shleach to do, we could assume he did it. Where do we know this Chazaka? A man told his wife, Go be a woman for me. He didn't specify which woman. So unfortunately, what happened was the agent died before he could return and tell the Mishaleach who his new wife is. So the Mishaleach now is wondering, who in the world am I married to? What's the law? He can't marry anybody. Why? We assume for sure the Shliach married him off to somebody. And we don't know who that person is. So any woman that he wants to be with might be a relative of his wife. So therefore, we say that he's also to all the women in the world. Now, fascinating. But obviously what that's based upon is the premise that the, the shliach does the does the does the shliach that he did. If there wouldn't be a good chazaka, so then then, then we wouldn't know bechlala that, that he had been mekadesh made mekadesh. So we clearly see chazaka shliach also shlichuso. So to here, if the baal knows he gave it to the agent, we trust the baal to give it to the agent. So now we should rely on the chazaka the shliach did the shlichus, and therefore the, we shouldn't require Adim who saw the get being given over. Says the gemara top level base on a little That chazaka is we're not always sure. It, where it makes a stringency, we say. Now we're a leniency. On the case where a divorce, where someone said, meet me to anyone in the world, so it's a chumrah to say, so now he's also to every woman in the world. But here, but here, excuse me, where it's a kula, you're trying to say, I know the shlech gave it again, and therefore the wife doesn't need aid him that she was divorced. That's a kula. We don't say the rule. Says the Gemara, but there's still one other trick up our sleeve. Let's believe what the wife says that she was divorced from. If a woman said to her husband's face, You divorced me, she's believed. You don't need Adim because we know it's true. There's an idea that it's too brazen of a thing to go to your husband to his face and say that you say that you uh, you, you you divorce me when it's when it, when it's really a fabrication when it's really a lot. So she said that she got it and clearly and she's saying it in the presence of a husband. So we know she's telling the truth. Says that's only true when no one else is supporting her. In other words, she comes out of the blue and says it to her husband. Her husband's denying it. Then she's believed. Here, the husband's supporting the claim, right? It's not scary to say such a thing because the husband's saying, I gave a get to a shliach. So then, she would certainly be very chutzpah dick to lie because it's not such a chutzpah. 
Otherwise, where a woman goes to her husband out of the blue and says, you divorce me, we believe her, even against her husband. Why? Because there's a tremendous azaz to do such a thing. It's like against human nature to come up with such a lie. Even a liar doesn't do that. So therefore, we know she's telling the truth. That's the idea. Like, even a liar wouldn't do that. You know, watch until you meet a good liar. But evidently, like, the Gemara doesn't, it's fascinating. The Gemara doesn't assume those liars exist. But, but over here, where the husband's not, it's not scary to say that, because the husband's saying, I gave the get to the shliach. So Mela, she might say she got it when she didn't get it. Therefore, we, in my side, at the end of the day, we, the husband's is not good enough, the shliach's is not good enough, the wife's not good enough, and therefore we require edas. Okay, now we get into a new sugya, much lighter sugya here. We, the the, the sugya is about the jurisdiction of a father over his daughter. So what's the halacha? Katana, obviously his jurisdiction, he can marry her off, but even when she's a nara, even when she turns 12, in the, in, the, in, the, in the state, the gray zone of a Nara, between 12 and 12 and a half, where she has began puberty, but she still not fully, not, does not fully have hair. So we say that, that she's still under the jurisdiction of the father. Father can still marry her off, but she has dots. She has a legal dots. So it's an interesting situation. All of those facts will be clarified by the Sugis later on, but that's the basic idea. So what happens? If, she, if her husband wants to divorce her, who is the recipient to the get? So the Tanakhama says, he will be Kita. She or, or her father could accept the get. She could receive the get because she has dots. She has a hand. On the other hand, the father could also receive the get because he's the one who married her off. So she's still under the jurisdiction of her father. Now, to clarify, if she did Nisuin, not just Erisin, but Nisuin, then she leaves the jurisdiction of the father. Then it sounds like clearly the father cannot accept the get. We're talking about where it was only Nara Maras, only Erisin occurred. So she's still only, she's not yet 12 and a half, and she's only Naruso, so she's still under the jurisdiction of her father. So therefore, he could receive the the gets. Both is effective. The, 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 the wife herself can accept it, and the father could also accept it. Now, what would be if it would be a katana? It's an interesting question. The Mishnah doesn't say. Most Rishonim say, so if it'd be a katana, only the father could accept it. Because the katana doesn't have a yad to be makabal get. She doesn't have das. But that's not so simple. We'll see. A lot of Rishonim seem to say that even for a katana, she could accept a get. Amar Abiyu, the ain't shayim azokos doesn't make sense. How could there be two recipients of a get? Who's the recipient? It's only the father who can accept it. She herself cannot do it. Rabbi is saying, if she's under the jurisdiction of the father, only the father could accept it yet. Now, what's the minimum age in general for a minor to be divorced? If a minor girl can't take care of her get, then, she's not, then she cannot be divorced. We'll see what that means, what it means to be able to take care of her get. We'll see what that age is. So there is a musig of a katana being divorced where she's not under the jurisdiction of her father. Let's say she was a full nasuin, let's say. So then... We just have to know what does she have a yad. So we're saying as long as she knows how to take care of a get, she has a yad. To t- you don't need das, full das. As long as she knows how to take care of a get, she could be divorced. The discussion before Rabbi Yudin the Rabbanon is where is where she was a nara marasa. She's still under the jurisdiction of her father. There, the Rabbanon say Lamaisa, she has a yad as well. Whereas, whereas Rabbi Yudin says no, only the father's yad is the one that's that, that's important because she's still under his jurisdiction. Says the Gemara by Michael What's the root of the dispute Rabbi Yudin the Rabbanon? Rabbanon Sabi, the Rabbanon hold. The Torah gave a Nara like an additional hand. Like she still has her Yad, but she's on, since she's under the jurisdiction still of her father, she has like two hands. Right? Right? It's like really like there's four hands in the picture. Her two hands and her father's two hands. So therefore you can give the get to either her or the father. If you discover, no, the get of the jurisdiction is the Malcolm of Yad, when, she's, when, when the father is a potential hand, then her hand is meaningless. So it's a very lumbish question. What does it mean that, 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 that they, even through, until the age of Bagras, even through Naras, when she's still under Arusa, she's under the jurisdiction of her father. Does that mean the father is the sole hand now, the Makabal, the get, or is it only an additional hand? 
Continues the Gemara, any girl who's unable to take care of her get can never be divorced. She knows how to take care of her get should be divorced. What is that age? She can take care of her get and something else. What does that mean? Can she even take care of her get and something else? My Kaomar, what is the meaning of that? She could take care of something else in place of her get. Meaning, if she loses her get, she'll, she'll naively think that some other thing might be her get. You know, she might get a bill in the mail, she might think that's her get. So that's old enough to be divorced. So the Mar says that it makes no sense. That shows that she doesn't know what in the world is flying. She loses her get and she thinks her, her electricity bill is her get. So then, then, then that's showing that she doesn't understand what a get is. Means that she does know the difference between her get and another item. That's the point. She knows the difference between electricity bill and her get. That's the age where she could be divorced. And obviously, that age, it would seem that it vacillates from child to child. Okay, very good. Now we try to talk about more das that there is for, 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 for children to be able to make a Kenyan. So there's two types of things. A person can make a Kenyan for themselves, or you can make a Kenyan on behalf of somebody else. Like, let's say somebody gives you a gift and they say, I want you to make a Kenyan on it for someone else. That's, a, that, that's the, the Masuk of Zechia, of Zachan, that you make the Kenyan for someone. So you're using your das and the, and the Maisa to, to be Kona on someone else's behalf, or sometimes you're Kona things on your behalf. So the Gemara says, Amar Vyudam Arvasi, a minor who knows how to throw away a stone but take a knot, meaning the kid is of the age to know that he wants the knot and how to take it, but he doesn't realize the stone is not what he wants. So what is the law? Yes, then at that point, he has the capacity in halacha to make a kinyan for himself. But he doesn't have the koach to make a kinyan on behalf of somebody else. Whereas if it's a deeper level of dafs, if he borrows something, he knows how to return it later when he's asked back. Right? You have a little kid, you lend him something and you ask for it back. They get all upset at you. They don't know what's going on. They, they don't get the whole concept of ownership. But if you ask an older child, you, you lend him something, and then he understands when you ask for it back, he has to return it. And then he has a greater degree of it both for his behalf and the behalf of someone else. So what, what, just to clarify, what in the world is going on here? Maisa Katanim don't have das, right? Katanim don't have das. Normally in Allah, even if they're showing certain, I mean, certain intellect, right? They know what, 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 what a stone is versus what a nut is, and they know how to return a thing. But, but the halacha of das, the din of das, doesn't that only come with, with godless, with maturity, with bar mitzvah? So how are they making kinyanim? So it seems to me that there's a huge dispute over here. But the big yisoy that the Rishonim discuss, this is a big yisoy, that a cotton's lack of das, does not, it, it's not complete. It's not like, you know, it's like a shaitez. It's not like that at all. And as long as there's das acheres makna, then, then he could be the kona. So what does das acheres makna mean? Das acheres makna means there's a big difference between me going to the street and trying to get das, let's say to be kona metzia, than there is to have das to accept a present. It's very different. When there's someone giving me something or selling me something, then what's happening is that there's a das acheres. Das acheres means there's someone else's das that's really the pull-up. There's someone else's das who's affecting the chalais. And this is an important say that in every transaction between two parties, Whose das is the ikr? The das, when I say whose is the ikr, both parties need consent. But I understand you need consent. But which, whose consent, whose intent is affecting the transaction? And the answer is the makna, the one who's giving it up. So when the kona here is a child, someone's giving a child a present, you need his intent in the sense that he has to agree with it. Knowing you can't take a present against the person's will. So there, that's not dasa poelis. It's not making the chalais kinyan. The chalais kinyan is coming through the das magna. You need an intent from the child to concede to it. There, that's what our is talking about, how he could be kona 
Or maybe even be gone on behalf of somebody else. The Gemara is saying you need maybe a higher level of das for that. But we're all talking when there's das or there's makna over here. And there we say it can work and perhaps even on a daraiser level. Says the Gemara, No, those two things are the same. In other words, you're making two levels between being kona for himself and kona for other people, between taking the nut and the stone and the second level returning something you borrowed. No, it's all the same. What do we mean it's all the same? Does that mean both, in, in, in both categories you can acquire for, some, for someone else? Or do they mean in both categories you can't acquire for someone else? Even the higher level, where you know how to return things that you borrow, you can't be zochalachim. Makan only can use the dasachayim to be kona for himself, but he's not on the level that he could be zochanit for other people. We have a Mishnah. How do we make a shitov in a mavoi? So just to understand, when you make a shitov in a mavoi, or like an air of chatzeros, you're gathering food from every single chatz or every single home, and you keep the food together, then it's like they're all living together. So you could go around, knock door to door, and get a little bread from everybody. But that's really annoying, right? Everyone gives bread. So the simpler solution is that you take a box of matzah, you give it to somebody else to be zocha on behalf of everybody in the chatzor. So that's what you do. You take a box of matzah and you give it to a third party. And what are you telling the third party? That I'm giving this as a present, a little bit of the matzah is owned by everybody. So the person's picking it up, I'll das to be konit on behalf of everyone who lives here. That's the way it works. And that's usually like the common thing. It's much easier than collecting a little bit of matzah from everybody. So what do you do? You take the barrel of wine. This is for everybody. Then you give them ownership of the wine. We're using who? You give it to an adult son or a daughter. Or through a Hebrew slave. So what's the case of, a, of, of the slave? If she already has two heirs, meaning after her 12th birthday, how is she still there? A Hebrew maidservant goes free when she turns 12. It must be the last of She hasn't yet 12. She's not... She doesn't have her two heirs. Still, she could be zochah in the wine for other people. So Rav Christo was saying that a minor is not, doesn't have the das to be zochah on behalf of other people. Even with dasakar's makna, they can only be konah, but they can't be, they can't be zochah for other people. Here we see with the Arab scenario that, the, that this maidservant under the age of 12 is being zochah for other people. Says the Gemara, You know why it's different? It's only a dinder that you need a shita. Remember, this whole era of business is a dinder It looks like a street. It's not really a street. So the whole concept of making an Erev is really Drabbanan, since it's only Drabbanan, Drabbanan were lenient that you could use a minor who generally cannot acquire for other people. So generally, a minor cannot acquire for other people. But for matters that only Drabbanan, we allowed it, we passed it through. He was silent. He didn't challenge the answer to his question. What does he mean? Like, what could he have challenged? He could have challenged, right? It's a huge thing. Whenever the Rabbanan Misak and they make it like the Torah. So once the Rabbanan Misak and you need an Erev, then everyone has to really own it. So if, you, if a cotton does, it's not on the level to, to be Makna, to, to be Zochan on behalf of other people, it shouldn't have worked for Erev either. How does Rav Chista respond? Yes, it's true. There's a principle. Whatever the Rabbanan Misak and it's like the Torah. But Milsa, this Ekam Na Torah, that's something that has a basis in the Torah. Things that like, you know, extend the Torah law, for example. Like let's say Truma, classic example. Truma is, 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 doesn't apply to vegetables, Midaraisa, Midarabana, and it does. There, there would be a din, on that Truma. The din of Shitim of Oz has no basis from the Torah. So then, lo, the halacha doesn't, a cold doesn't necessarily apply. Rather, we say that the Rabbanan could stand be more lenient, and they are more lenient, and they say that even though generally a cotton doesn't have the capacity to be zochen things for other people, but for Shitim of Oz, perhaps he in fact could.